I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, you should save before you do anything else. I mean, what's more important to you than your future? There's nothing more important to you than your future. So when you're saving, you're preserving and protecting your economic future. Hey, good people. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. And I'm Jay from Push Black. Welcome to Building Black Dollars, the show where we give you the practical tools to take charge of your finances and build black economic freedom. Today, we're talking about savings. One of the fundamentals of getting your financial house in order is knowing how to save. But a lot of folks are struggling to do it, no matter what the financial situation might be. They might be living on minimum wage or paying off student loans or looking to retire. But saving seems to be a pretty universal issue. Why do you think that is? Savings is tough because in America, you're trained really not to save. Uh, ever since you went to school, they've been training you to be a consumer because the capitalist system doesn't work very well if you don't have people out there spending money. The number one driver of economic growth in America is the amount of money that people spend. So uh, having millions of people who've been trained to consume, not to produce, not to invest, but to consume at an early age allows capitalism to do what it does, which is make the rich richer. And it, it puts a bigger burden on the working class. And so saving is also difficult because if you grew up in a culture where delayed gratification wasn't considered to be a core value, then you're going to end up uh, not being able to save because what are you doing? You're sacrificing today so you can have a better tomorrow. You were never raised in that kind of space. You never saw that as an example. You're not constantly having that reinforced in media on any level. Then you're probably going to have a difficult time making those sacrifices. I mean, why not have it now, you know, instead of waiting till later. So uh, I, I would encourage anybody to understand that the world's kind of working against you when you're talking about what we are consuming every day on TV, on the internet, everything from Instagram to the radio, everything's all about instant gratification and having luxury items and showing off what you've got. So saving is for some people considered to be kind of boring and old fashioned, but really you want to save your money so your money can save you because those who save now are the ones who are most prepared for a rainy day later on down the road. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. So if the messages and if society and the culture we live in is encouraging us to give in to this instant gratification, in what ways can we proactively work to shift our mindset to something that would be more beneficial to us? Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to try to avoid the biggest mistake a lot of people make, which is that we spend our money first. And after we spend, 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 we save whatever's left over. Well, for millions of people, nothing is left over after you pay all the bills and 
and you have inflation, uh, which is way out of control and all these other issues that come up, uh, you, you don't have a lot to save. And so what experts will tell you, and they're correct on this, is that the best way to save is to treat your savings like a bill. It's like a bill you have to pay. It's the same way you pay your car note and your house note and you pay it no matter what. You pay that before you do anything else where well, you should save before you do anything else. So, I mean, what's more important to you than your future? There's nothing more important to you than your future. So when you're saving, you're preserving and protecting your economic future. So uh, I would encourage people, instead of taking the savings out of the bottom, take the savings off the top. And then if you also uh, really want to get good at saving, I found that the best way to save is to increase your income. So uh, one of the things I would encourage you to challenge as a core value that many of our households have, which is that you should have one stream of income from one job. Uh, side hustles are everything. A, a little side hustle, even if it's only 10% of your income, it can make a huge difference in your capacity to save because then when you're suddenly making more money, you can put all that money to the side. And next thing you know, your savings are growing, which allows you to invest and do all the other things that you need to do. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. So I think that gets to a question that one of our subscribers wrote in about. They said, hey, Push Black, it feels like at the end of each month, I have nothing left in my account. I budget and put aside as much money as I can, but there always seems to be something that needs to be paid off. Any tips on saving money? Yeah, I, I would think about lifestyle in general, not so much to the point where you got to scrutinize yourself over things that you like to do. Maybe you like to buy your coffee at Starbucks and you don't want to get it at Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm wrong with that. I'm not here to judge that. Maybe you really like having that car that has the, you know, the 350 car note as opposed to the 250 car note. I'm not going to knock that. But what you have to kind of understand is that you're at a point where if you are spending every penny that you earn, you really have no income. You, you have no income. Julian Gordon is a guy who talks about this a lot. And I agree with him. You know, a, a corporation's income, net income is defined by revenue minus expenses. If their revenue does not exceed their expenses, then they have no net income. So if you are living paycheck to paycheck and your revenue exactly matches your expenses, then you are unfortunately stuck in that situation. A lot of people are in this position, so I'm not making fun of anybody, but it's almost like being a hamster in a wheel. You're working yourself into the ground and you're not getting anywhere. So something has to change. Something's got to change. Basic math. Either your expenses must come down or your revenue must go up. So in order to make the expenses go down, then that's where you got to do the hard stuff. The first step to gaining a financial surplus is economic awareness. Awareness means that I know where my money is coming from. I know where my money is going. 
If I don't know where my money's going, then I, I can't tell you where my money went. So budgets are really important. Being able to line item and lay out everything you want to spend your money on for the month, that's a good step. And then cutting things out of the budget, if necessary, reducing costs, whatever the case may be, there's always something you can cut. Because if your boss were to give you a, a 10% pay cut, you would still find a way to survive. So you can survive with a 10% pay cut, but that's painful. That's hard to do. I, I didn't enjoy doing that when I was going through my budget. I, I'll admit it's a lot of his personality. I hate, I hate having to scrimp by, you know, I was working too hard. I was like, I'm, I'm working too hard to be you know, struggling and scrapping and all that. I, uh, I want to live. I want to get what I want to get. So th that goes to the other solution. The other solution is increasing your revenue. The amount of money that you make from your job does not have to be your maximum income. In fact, there's a lot of money out there. America is the richest country on earth. There's money out there. The question is, how are you going to go get you some? So sometimes that might come from a side hustle. Sometimes that might come from taking a different job. Right now, since the great resignation, a lot of people are earning more money by simply switching jobs. Uh, the, I think the average person that switches a job gets a double digit percentage increase in their pay. The second thing that you got to consider, and people don't talk about this enough when they talk about economics, is who are you rolling with? The, the, the concept of family was created for a reason. You know, there was a time where people got married and had children for survival. If I'm doing some of the work and my wife's doing some of the work, we help each other survive. Uh, so I picked a certain wife who was going to not just provide me all the things that I like as a man. You know, she's got the, 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 the sexy hips and the pretty face and all that. But she's also got a braid on her shoulders and she's she's a workhorse like me. We work hard. We have each other's back. We both have income. We both brought assets into the relationship. So that made our income that much stronger. And the reason I bring that up is because nobody talks about that. Everybody talks about dating as if it's just something you do because somebody's cute or marriage is just this, this heavy burden that you carry around because somebody told you to do it. And so when you look in throughout the community and you see people not planning family, you got to plan that stuff because if you don't plan that properly, if you don't plan who you roll with relationship wise and how you have your children then that will lead to certain economic devastation. The lowest net worth in America is that of the single black mother with children. Right there with her is the single black father who's got multiple mothers with kids in different households. In America, for some people, it's very, very hard to take care of one household. If you've got three kids in three different houses, it's going to be really difficult for you because you carry triple weight. And then if you don't even have that strong man or strong woman by your side to help you add to your income opportunity, then it's going to be that much worse for you. So when folks are thinking about savings, what are some ways they can approach it? Could it be saving for an emergency fund, a rainy day fund? Could it be just automatically putting aside a certain percentage of their income into savings or saving up for specific items instead of putting it on credit? What are ways that we can be thinking about saving? I would say once you start by deciding to treat your savings like a bill, Maybe you could think of it almost like tithing to yourself. The, the church says, give, give us 10% of your money. Well, I think you should first give 10% to yourself and tithe to your future. And so when you take out that 10%, I would have it taken out on auto deposit so that you're not even looking at the money. You don't even know the money's there. Uh, the less you know about that money being there, the easier it is to, to save it. I, I remember when I, I spent a lot of years paying child support and it was a lot of money. Well, when I started making more money, they came, they hit me with a big old bill. So what I did was... I just had the money taken out before I even saw it. And I realized that I didn't miss what I didn't see. And so that is not just a good tactic for dealing with <laughs> stuff like that, but it also would work for savings. You know, if I add up all the money I paid in child support over, over those years, I'm sure it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars or something like that. It's a lot of money, but I didn't notice it because it was all coming out before I even got my check, which made it much easier 
to stay on track. So auto depositing your money is a really important thing to do, whether you're talking about savings or investing, and then also put your money to work. You don't have to have your money sit in a savings account where it's earning zero interest. In fact, when your money's sitting in a savings account and it's not being invested, you're losing money because inflation is eating away at your money. It's chewing away at it like rats in your attic, you know, chewing away at the wood or whatever it is. And so ultimately uh, you want to make sure your money's working for you so that your money's growing at least at the rate of inflation. And that comes from investing. So if you could sum it up, you know, what are the top three to five points about savings that people should take away from this conversation today? You have to save your money so your money can save you. Even if you can't save, you got to find a way because you don't want to live in a world that's economically insecure. Uh, number two, save your money first and spend what's left. Don't spend first and then save what's left because for most people, there is nothing left. Number three, when you save your money, make sure your money's working because if you have your money just sitting there, then inflation will rob you like a thief in the night. And just like that, we're at the end of this episode of Building Black Dollars. This podcast is produced by Push Black, the nation's largest nonprofit black media company. Barriers like the racial wealth gap and banking discrimination are systemic issues that still plague our communities. But know that economic freedom is still within our reach, and it begins with you. Push Black exists because we saw we had to take this into our own hands. And you make Push Black happen with your contributions at buildingblackdollars.com. Most people do five or 10 bucks a month, but really everything makes a difference. Thanks for supporting the work. The Black Business School is a place where over 150,000 students are obtaining a culturally relevant, low cost, high quality education without going into debt. We've helped thousands of students just like you learn how to buy shares of stock, how to start their own business, and how to teach wealth to their children. We can help you too. Visit www.theblackbusinessschool.com. Use the code word BBD to get 10% off. Hosting the show, we have finance expert and founder of the Black Business School, Dr. Boyce Watkins. The production team for Building Black Dollars includes Tarek Alani, Brooke Brown, Patrick Sanders, and Tasha Taylor. Editing the show is Ivana Tucker, and our producer is Sid Smith. Building Black Dollars executive producer is Julian Walker. Peace. <laughs>